I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today, I've got an icon of German progressive rock, guitarist Michael Roter. He was the founder of the bands Noi and Harmonia, and he recorded a string of brilliant albums with a distinctive guitar sound. He recently released a box set of all his albums from the second half of his career before disappearing. It's called Solo 2. It includes a new album, his first in 16 years, called Dreaming. We'll talk about his career from the earliest days in Kraftwerk to now. Meanwhile, we've got a poll going here at Echoes for our 30th anniversary. We want to anoint five new additions to the 25 icons of Echoes to bring us to 30. Go to echoes.org now and click on the link to vote. You can also enter a drawing to win one of our Echoes 30th anniversary t-shirts. Go to echoes.org now and vote for the 30 icons of Echoes. And now, here's the Noi Adventures of Michael Roter. Michael Rother is a legend in German new music. He was a founding member of the bands Neu and Harmonia and went on to release a string of albums driven by his delayed guitar and the motoric rhythms of can drummer Yaki Liebetzeit. Rother's last new album was in 2004 with Remember the Great Adventure. But now he has a new box set collection called Solo 2 with all the albums from the second half of his career, plus a new recording made during pandemic lockdown. I'm speaking with Michael Rother on Skype just as pandemic lockdown restrictions are being relaxed in Europe. After several months staying at his home in forced Germany, he's finally been able to travel to Pisa, Italy to see his girlfriend. You might hear the train going by her window. I'm in Pisa, Italy. Yeah, that's where my partner lives. She's Italian. And first of all, the corona prevented us from meeting. It was not possible to cross the borders. Everything was, you know, shut down. But I was fortunate that the work on the album Dreaming coincided more or less perfectly with the opening of the borders. And so when I had finished working on the album and the box set, I took my car and some musical instruments and drove all the way to Pisa, which was a two-day trip, but so now I'm here. Michael Rother has just turned 70, but you couldn't tell that looking at him on the Zoom screen with his pale blue eyes and full head of short but shaggy, elegant gray hair. He's had a storied but somewhat low-key career. He was influenced by 60s rock guitar gods, especially Jimi Hendrix. I know that I was blown away by this guitar going backwards and I was always interested in sound 
driving backwards, slowing down. This hasn't changed until today. His first important gig was being a member of an early version of Kraftwerk. They never recorded, but some of their live performances live on YouTube. Kraftwerk co-founder Rolf Hutter was on hiatus at the time. We had Klaus Dinger beating the life out of the drums, Florian Schneider with his violin, which he strummed, and the electronic flute, which was exciting. better, you might think it was Rotor's band Noi, but with a flute player. Yeah, I understand. But it is unfair, really. I mean, of course, Klaus at the drums, that's the sound he also put into Noi. And my guitar changed a bit in the months between the live performances as Kraftwerk and the recordings for the first Noi album. His true sound was born after Crawford, but that the late approach is something that began with that band. When I joined Kraftwerk, I made some money, so I was able to buy some gear. It was very simple gear, really. It was my guitar, of course. I had a Gibson Les Paul. Later on, I bought a Fender Mustang from Florian Schneider, and it was covered with fake leopard skin which I had to remove because it started smelling some years later. <laughs> and then I had a wah pedal, a fuzz box, and a, a volume pedal, and an equalizer, and then the Dynacord echo machine. And to be able to play rhythmical patterns with guitar notes, which sort of add sort of doppelganger of the original note, which creates a musical pattern and creates a special harmonic um, situation. refined his sound on a string of solo albums like Flamenda Herzen and Sternthaler, but as his career went on, he became more interested in electronics. It's this string of albums that appear on Solo 2, including Lust, Esperanza, and Traumreisen.
The final album in the string is Remember the Great Adventure. It was released in 2004 and was Rocher's last album until now. It was a different recording featuring a vocalist, Sophie Joyner, who also records as Mrs. Pilgrim. He discovered her at a bar in Hamburg when he was out to dinner with a friend. After dinner, we decided to go for a last drink into a bar nearby. And when we entered, there was this young woman with a big cello singing and playing. And we stood against the wall and listened for a few minutes. Oh, how full of bright is this working day world? Oh, 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 oh. And I remember turning around to my friend at a certain point and he looked at me and he was already grinning from ear to ear because he knew that that was the voice I was looking for. And so I talked to the lady, Sophie Joyner was her name or is her name. And um, she was mildly interested. I guess she was a bit afraid that this was just some kind of approach, like, you know, trying to make contact to a lady. Joyner had no idea who he was until he sent the letter inviting her to a session. Her boyfriend, Martin, did know. No, no idea, no, no. But Martin, when I, when I got the letter, and Martin said, hey, that's Noi, and yeah, <laughs> he was really impressed. <laughs> and then we did this amazing session with her, I had a collection of about 75 sketches, musical ideas, ready on the computer. Yeah, he, he asked me to just um, randomly choose some numbers because he had loads of stuff ready, prepared. She said 32 or 25, 69, and I played her these sketches and she listened shortly and then she just uttered a few words sometimes, sometimes a line, a sentence or two. And then. Um, just skimmed through this book and found some random words and a lot of the words are from my boyfriend of the time as well and uh, some of the words date back from 91 before I met my boyfriend so it's all some of it's very personal to him as well <laughs> but it's all taken out of context and you know I was just searching for random words and I worked for months on this beautiful voice. She was so relaxed, it impressed me, and it still does, how incredibly relaxed she was and is while she was singing. Given the way it was conceived, Remember the Great Adventure is an album that conveys deep emotions on songs like Morning After, loneliness. That one features a constructed duet between Sophie Joyner and one of Germany's most famous singers, Herbert Grunemeyer. It has some deep sadness. He was in a very difficult period back then. His wife died, his brother died. This all happened, I think, in the span of seven days. I just played him the track and I thought the combination of Sophie's very round and sweet voice and the kind of rough voice of Herbert Grönemeyer, that could be a great combination. And so Herbert just took the headphones, listened to it once, and then he improvised in a fantasy language. That's how he also writes his own music. And in the end, I assembled this uh, duo and it worked so beautifully. 
bitter tears are running from your face And on your chin I with and embrace the last farewell And you can cry no way Morning after Morning Those same sessions with Sophie Joyner and Herbert Gronemeyer and many of those 75 tracks are the basis of the new album, Dreaming. There was always this feeling, this knowledge, I should, I must, one day I must go back and continue working on the material that was left unfinished. So this was the situation in spring 2020 when suddenly Due to coronavirus, all my concerts and tours were cancelled and I found myself also locked in, in a way. I couldn't uh, visit my, my partner, my girl in Pisa and I had to do something creative. It was clear, no more concert planning, no more touring. And so I focused on preparing the album. Rota took his vocal tracks recorded over 16 years ago, sliced and diced them, and came up with new songs. What's surprising, given the process, is just how poignant some of them are, like fierce wind blowing. The interpretation of music, which is intentionally instrumental with a human voice that is also an instrument, but using certain maybe keywords, the interpretation is up to the listener. And I would agree if you said, well, fierce wind blowing just gives you the idea that something is not totally pleasant. Um, yes. Because nothing matters. Listening to that track, it's obvious that guitar has returned to Roach's music. He had pretty much abandoned the instrument. It was in 98 when Dieter Möbius and I went on a tour to the States. And at that time I had really lost interest in playing guitar. I remember when I came back from that tour reading comments by fans saying it was great to see the guys. but. What a bummer, I think, uh, that English word. Rota didn't bring his guitar. 
but it's back on dreaming, although it's not the blistering attack of Noy nor the trance-inducing sound of his early solo albums, but Rotor can still wring some incredible emotions from the instrument. Whether I'm playing rough and electronic rhythmical music or focusing on getting a very quiet and subtle track like Quiet Dancing, the only thing that matters is whether it sounds true and honest and convincing. And my friend Thomas, when he heard it for the first time, he said, I couldn't stop crying. And I knew, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but this is all that counts. The Michael Rotter, who just turned 70, is still a creative force and one of the most distinctive guitarists of our time. His new box set, Solo 2, includes his releases from 1983 to 2004, plus soundtracks and a bonus disc of tracks that on its own would have been a great Michael Rotter album. Topping off the package is Dreaming. And now, Michael Rotter just has to start composing new music. 16 years is too long. If you want to add Michael Rotter's Solo 2 or Dreaming albums to your collection, go to our website at echoes.org, and I'll have a link for them in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes podcast, another legend, where we talk to Swiss harpist Andreas Vollenweider, who has returned after an 11-year hiatus. He also has his first novel. I talk to him about it in the Echoes podcast next week. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review while you're at it. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.